This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie Fear and my program is called Body Matters because everyone in the body of Christ matters. So today I'm going to be talking about the topic of why do we as Christians, you know, struggle? Why do we battle? You would think because we have Christ in our lives, you know, everything's supposed to be smooth sailing. But that's not the truth. And today I just want to chat a little bit about that and how we can have hope also in the midst of all our trials, tribulations, persecution, and all of that that goes along. So life is not always easy or straightforward as Christians. Sometimes we think that we, you know, as I said, we serve God and all is going to go well and disaster will never strike. But We live in a fallen world. And this doesn't mean that we as Christians are exempt from bad things happening to us, but we do have Jesus on our side. And that is the good news. The good news is that God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And when we put our trust in him, when we call upon him, upon the name of Jesus, and if we serve him, then God will never leave us. He will never leave us in a situation that we can't get ourselves out of or that we won't get through because at the end of the day, God uses all things for good. So I just want to read Psalm 84 verse 10 that says, For better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And this is just a figure of speech, meaning that it is better to be in a bad situation with God than without him, because with him and through him, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus because of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You know, it's because of the Holy Spirit, his perfect spirit in us that we are overcomers. You know, things happen in our lives for reasons we don't always understand, but the Lord promises that he'll be with us in times of trouble. And I just want to encourage you with Isaiah 43, 2, that says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you because why God is with us his name is Emmanuel God with us and we have the Lord on our side to help us to carry us through difficult times and sometimes the Lord delivers us from unpleasant situations and sometimes God allows us to go through that. And I'm going to touch on some of the reasons why we as Christians go through many difficult times in our lives. But let us take a short break, music break, and we will touch on that topic shortly. Welcome back. If you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you are with Alana Willy for you and my program is called Body Matters. And I'm chatting a little bit about why do we as Christians go through 
difficult times in our lives. You know, we often think, as I said, you know, you know, we are Christians, you know, God's with us. Why, why do these things happen to us? And so I just want to encourage you um, today that not all things that we go through is for our detriment. And let's touch on some of the reasons why we go through things. So one of them is that God allows us to go through the storm. Sometimes, as I said, God doesn't deliver us from our situation, but he allows us to go through it, even though the times where we are struggling and it's going tough, we were just we just want to be released from it. But just remember, as I said, God has our best interests at heart. If we call on him, if we submit everything um, that is going on around us in his hands, then God will make a way for us. You know, sometimes it's so unpleasant when we go through storms in our lives. And therefore, we need to trust God. In James 1, 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Okay, so consider it pure joy when you go through trials. Now, I know, humanly speaking, we, we don't. We don't consider it as pure joy. We, we question God, why? What's going on, Lord? Why are you allowing this? But he says, consider it pure joy. And I, I just, in my heart, just know that God knows the beginning from the end. He knows the outcome already, what your situation is, how it's going to turn out. And, you know, often we stress about things, we worry about things. And you know what? At the end of the day, it all works out well when we give it to the Lord. So when we endure hardship or struggles, it gives us the opportunity to actually exercise our faith and put it into practice. We need to grow and become mature in the things of God. And often the Lord uses these opportunities to grow us and see how we will respond to him when things are going tough. You know that God puts us to the test but the more trials and we endure and overcome, the more we experience God's faithfulness. You know that how can God demonstrate his faithfulness to us when we don't go through tough times, when we don't go through the storm and put our trust in him? And if I think about this, just offhand, just, just talking, I think about the time when the disciples were in the boat and there was a storm and Jesus was sleeping and they were going absolutely crazy. Like, how can he sleep? You see, God was at rest. And when he got up, he said, oh, you of little of faith, you know, and he, he calmed the storm. And even the storm obeyed him. They said, who is this that even even the storm obeys him? And I, I'm just talking from, you know, from, from my heart now. So sometimes God knows the beginning from the end. And we, we struggle at times to trust him. But the more trials we endure and overcome, and the more we experience God's faithfulness, the more effective we become in our trials 
These are opportunities for God to show us that he is faithful and that we have the ability to overcome anything through him. Trials are not from God. I just want to tell you, bad things are not from God. We live in a fallen world. We are faced with many things. But you know what? Sometimes God allows us to face those things because it's for our own benefit. These are, this is like our training ground. You know, the more we, we call on him in times of difficult, well, during difficult times, and we see how faithful God is, and he comes through for us, how much more faith will we have the next time we go through a storm? You know, where we can come to a point and go, oh, my, I know I've been here. I've done this. Don't worry. God's faithful. He will come through. You see, God has got a plan. He wants us to rely on him. He wants us to trust him. And through difficult times, he wants to show his faithfulness to us. He wants to reveal himself to us as a faithful father. You know, sometimes, as I said, negative things and trials and that is not from God. And he doesn't test us in the way that the enemy will tempt us, because temptation's not from God. But he will allow it or allow us to go through it for our benefit. It's to strengthen us. It's our training ground. You see, what the enemy intends for evil, God will use it for our good. He'll turn it around. And that is in Exodus 50:20. In James, it says that we should consider it pure joy when we face trials. And I said earlier on, who of us, when we're going through difficult times, want to consider it as pure joy? No one in our human perspective. But you know what? I think with Christ, we can get to that point where we will have pure joy. Um, and I think about Job 5.22, um, where he says, You will laugh at destruction and famine and need not fear the wild animals. You know, if we can get to a point where we are going through the midst of a storm, where we are going through difficult times, and you know that often when we call out to God, when we put our trust in him the more we go through trials and tribulations the more every time the next time we go through it the more faith we have that God will come through for us and the more peace we have I don't know if any of you have been through a difficult time and you should be freaking out you should be worrying you should be stressing but all of a sudden you've just got that peace that supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your heart and mind. And you just have a knowing in your heart. God has got it. Everything is going to work out. And that is where God wants us to be. He wants us just to trust him. He wants us to put our, our eyes on him. And there's a scripture that says those who fix their eyes on the Lord will remain in perfect peace. Keep our eyes fixed on him in the storm. You know what? There are things in our lives that is not within our control. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, you can't be somewhere to look after someone, and especially when it comes to our children. 
sometimes our kids are at varsity doing their own thing or they're somewhere and we're not hands on there to protect them. There's nothing we can do, but we can pray because God is there. He's with them. God, Emmanuel, you know, who can command his angels to protect and cover. So, you know, we just need to come to a point where we can surrender, even in the midst of the storm, and say, God, I trust you. I hand this over to you. To the point where it says, this means that we come, become sometimes so sharp, you know, when we go through trials and tribulations, we can become so sharp in our discernment, you know, at times that we will identify the schemes of the enemy before we can become consumed by it. You know, trials and tribulations is to build our character, perseverance, to build our faith and our trust in God. Because every time he reveals himself as faithful, the next time you go through a trial, you'll go, don't worry. I can, I know God's going to come through. You know, the enemy, you'll laugh at destruction. You'll laugh at the enemy and say, you know what? I've been here. I've done it. I've got the t-shirt. You know, the reality is that it's not always easy to be joyful during trials. But I've experienced that the Lord himself, you know, in times of difficult times, will encourage us through these times to keep the faith. And Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, joy comes. And this is not the joy of laughing. Joy comes from knowing who we are in Christ, and that strengthens us and encourages us to keep going. You know, when we've got God on our side, and we've got, we know that we can trust and rely on Him, that joy is just a knowing, a knowing that we are not alone in whatever we are facing, knowing that God has got our back. You know, sometimes people struggle to think that God has got, you know, he's got your back because a lot of people don't know the character of Christ. If you don't know the character of Christ, if you don't trust God's character, it's very hard to trust him in difficult times. But when you know him, and when I say know him, it's when you spend time in his presence, when you speak to him, when you get to a place where you are on your knees before him and you call out to him and you see his faithfulness in the past where David says, you know what? He has seen God's goodness. He's seen the goodness of God. And when it comes to the trials or the next trial that you go through, if you know he's been faithful in the past, he will be faithful in the future. And that is the joy of the Lord. Having the joy of the Lord is my strength. It comes from knowing who we are in Christ. And that gives us the strength and the confidence to encourage us that God has got our back. You know, another reason why we go through difficult times is, is that Trials cause us to grow and mature in faith. And I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but you know that God said that he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And that is in Hebrews 12 too, meaning he will perfect the faith in us. Now, how can God 
do his perfecting work in us? How can he perfect faith in us? And what is faith? Faith is putting our trust completely and utterly in God. How can he complete that in us? And the only way, as I said, trials can often be a test to develop our faith that causes us to mature in our walk with God. You know that the Lord wants us to be fully reliant on him and not on this world. The more we know God, his truth and his faithfulness, the more we are able to trust and rely on him in all circumstances. So one of the reasons, and I just want to recap, first of all, God allows us to go through the storm. Why? For his good purpose, and that is to give us perseverance, it says here, so that the testing of our faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Another reason why God wants us to go through trials and tribulations He will never put us through anything that we cannot handle. But when he does, he does it for him. Secondly, it's to build our faith. It's to grow our faith, to complete our faith, so that we will be totally, completely reliant on him and not the world. And you know, sometimes, thirdly, sometimes we go through difficult times because the Lord's disciplining us. And you know, none of us want to know that, but that God disciplines us. Why? Because he's our father. He says discipline normally comes due to disobedience. So sometimes God allows us to go through trials and tribulations, things that are out of our control. But then there are times when we make bad choices and we sin and we will bear the consequences of our sin. Not to our detriment, but to our to our good or to God's good. You see, there are times in the Bible God um, handed, yeah, let's go back to discipline. Discipline normally comes to disobedience because in Proverbs 3, 12, it says, for the father corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Okay, so I don't know if you have got children, but the word of God says that um, you need to discipline your children. Those who spare the rod does not love their kids. If you don't discipline your children, that means you don't love them. You don't actually care. A lack of discipline is actually saying, I don't care. You can do whatever you want to. But when you discipline your children, you are training them. And you know what? I realized just as a mother and I, I'm just speaking of of my heart, of my heart now, is, you know, when we discipline our kids, when God disciplines us, he doesn't condemn us. But he convicts us through his Holy Spirit. And that is discipline. Conviction will always cause us to make the right choices so that we can carry on doing the work of God. But condemnation is when we feel ashamed and we feel embarrassed. And you know what? When we feel that way, when we mess up, we sometimes run from God. And you know what, as parents, I realize we can discipline our children, but there's a fine line between discipline and abuse. 
if we can discipline our children in a way that will help them to make good choices and not push them from us, but but in a way we're training them in the ways of the Lord. Because it says, train your kids in the ways of the Lord and they'll come back to you or come back to God. But when we condemn our children, when we break them down, when we think we're disciplining them, but we 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 harsh and we we are cruel and we say things and we think it's going to help them. But at the end of the day, if we make our children feel ashamed and um, shame-based and embarrassed, we're not disciplining them. We are pushing them away from us. And in the same way, God disciplines us through conviction and not condemnation. Why? Because God loves us. His heart for us is good. And you know what? Um, he delights in us. He loves us so much that only He knows what we need to experience so that we will choose to come back to Him. You know, sometimes God will, you know, discipline us in ways that, that you know what, will run back to Him because His heart is always for us to come back to Him. And in Hebrews twelve eleven, it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. But afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And another scripture is found in Job 5.17, which says, Behold, happy is the man who God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he bruises, but he binds. He wounds, but his hands make whole. Discipline is ultimately to produce righteous living. See? No matter if God disciplines us, it's still for our good. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because he loves us. And you know, sometimes we find ourselves in, dis- in, in difficult circumstances, as I said, because we make the choice to sin. And you know what? Sometimes God disciplines us and we still don't listen to him. And we just keep on doing what we want to do. But you know what? God's got a calling for your life on your life. He He has already called you. And you know what? If I read this, is there is there's a time where God handed men over to their own sin so that they would return to him eventually. Now I don't think any one of us wants to get to a point where God has to discipline us so many times because we're just stubborn. We don't want to yield. We don't want to turn from sin. We don't want to repent. But eventually, you know what? God hands you over to your sin. It says in 1 Corinthians 5, 5, it says, Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Even God will hand you over to your sin. If you don't want to be disciplined, you don't want to yield to discipline, he will hand you over to Satan to a point where you will call out to him and say, God, because he wants to save your soul. And another scripture in 1 Timothy 1, 19 to 20 says, Cling to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. For some people deliberately violate their conscience. As a result, their faith has been shipwrecked. And it says, Herminius and Alexander are two examples. I sought them out and handed them over to Satan 
so that they might learn not to blaspheme God. You know what? I look at these two scriptures and they sound severe. And to me, this is like severe discipline. But I believe that God gives us many chances to repent and to turn from sin. He's gracious, even though it might seem severe to be handed over to Satan. As described in those two scriptures, God's ultimate intention is still good. He still works his good purpose in us because he loves us. His heart for, is for none of us to perish, but to have eternal life. Everything that God allows us to go through, even if it may seem bad at the time, he does it for the main purpose to save our souls. If we ask for forgiveness, he's faithful. And he will forgive us of our sins and take it from us as far as the east is from the west. And he remembers it no longer. Isn't that amazing? He's such a good God. You see, God will never put you through something that you're not able to bear. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you what is common to mankind. And when I say this, you know that we all are tempted. As Christians, we are tempted daily, daily. You know, the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking to whom he can devour. You will lay out bait. You will put out offense. He will try to offend you. He will try everything. We are tempted. But it says, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond, beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he's he also provides a way out so that you can endure it. As Christians, we are continuously in a battle between good and evil. The devil is out to deceive and tempt us. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You see, every day we are faced with decisions. We are told not to conform to the patterns of this world, but to be obedient to the word of God. And I believe that this is the narrow road that God is talking. It's our choices, making choices, choosing every day. Every day we are faced with choices. And when we choose good over evil, we are taking the narrow road. It says here in Matthew seven fourteen, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Another reason why we go through difficult times is because as Christians, the word of God says we will face persecution. Jesus said that as he suffered on this earth, we will also suffer for our faith. And that is in 1 Tim- Timothy three twelve which is in in fact everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. We will go through trials and tribulations, but as we keep our mind fixed on him, he will give us that supernatural peace and strength to endure. In John 16, double double 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Okay, so what is God saying? He's still ultimately on the throne. He's in control. You know that the enemy enemy can do nothing to you. If you think about Job, the story of Job, for those of you who know, 
Satan had to ask God permission if he could inflict Job. And there's another part in the Bible also where the enemy or Satan had to ask God permission. So the enemy hasn't really got any say. Only is The only power that the enemy has is what we give him. So let's look at this. God has the final say. If we look at the life of Job, and Job 2.6 says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, Job is in your hand, but spare his life. And ultimately we can see that God has got the final say. Isn't that comforting to know? The life that we are living now is just a shadow of the real life that we will have in heaven one day. Romans 8.18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. And in 2 Corinthians 4.17 it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. You see, our reward is eternal life with Jesus Christ. We will, we will experience peace. No more death, no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, but just being in the presence of God, our Father. And in Isaiah 65, 17 to 19, it says, Look, I am creating a new heaven and a new earth. And no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. And the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. If I just think about that, you know, we go through so many things in our lives and the devil is out there to tempt us. He wants to destroy us. But as children of God, we've got God. We've got his spirit in us. We've got everything to overcome the enemy. Everything. If we've got God is with us, who can be against us? If the Lord Almighty lives within us, who can be against us? And I know sometimes we find ourselves in places where it's so dark and it feels so overwhelming. And I just want to encourage you, take your eyes off the things of the world. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at what's happening. Put your eyes and your trust in Jesus Christ. Because God is for us. It says in 1 John 5, 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. To so have faith in Jesus overcomes everything. God loves us. He loves your children more than what we can love. We, our hands without God, we are, we are actually powerless. You know, we can't do much. God can do and help us far better than what we can help ourselves if we will allow him to and put our faith in him. So let's just take another short music break and then we'll touch on hope, having hope in the midst of the storm. 
Welcome back. If you've just tuned into Radio Care Pulpit, you're with Alana Willyfear, and I'm talking about um, why do we as Christians go through difficult times? And, you know, we question God when we go through difficult times. But as I have explained earlier on before this break, you know that God uses trials and tribulations for our good. He disciplines us for, for His good. And sometimes the difficult situations that we go through is to produce faith and righteous living. So what we may experience sometimes as difficult times or or whatever, God always works it out for good. And then I also touched on sin, how we choose to sin and that we bear the consequences thereof. But God will always use that to bring us back to him. Why? Because he's such a good God. And I know many of you might be going through times where it's it's tough at the moment and you feel like, oh, I can't I can't see beyond this. You know, we get sometimes so caught up in a place of hopelessness where we say, Jesus, where are you? And um, I just want to encourage you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, but to give you future and hope. And that is God is saying, no matter what you're going through, my heart is for your good. It's to give you hope. And you know that hope is always connected to joy. And in Proverbs thirteen twelve it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. The enemy will always try and steal our hope. When he steals our hope, he steals our dreams, our visions, our life purpose. He steals our joy. And we must remember that one of the enemy's strategies is to prevent us from walking in our God-given purpose, walking in everything that God has for us. And also, you know, when we don't have hope, we don't have faith. And we get to a point where we are so hopeless because the enemy, um, it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes not to accept. Okay, let me read that again. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. You see, God is a God of hope. No matter what you're facing today, I remember one day um, I was sitting, and I know I've shared this so many times, but those of you who listen to me often um, will, will have heard this before. But I remember sitting one day and looking through the window. It was a rainy, cloudy day. And I remember I was going through a time where I was so hopeless and so depressed. And I looked out the window and I said, Lord, this is how I feel. I feel like I'm in a cloud, a gray cloud, and I just can't seem to get out of it. And the Lord said to me, Alana, beyond these clouds, look out by the window, beyond these clouds, the sun is always shining. And that to me was, you know what? What I am, what I'm stuck in beyond all of this depression is God's goodness. 
you know, it's just it's just a, a facade. It's like a cloud I'm in and I need to get out of it because God is always faithful. And in Romans 5.13 it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, I know many of you Maybe there aren't things that are going right in your life. Maybe you're just struggling with depression or, you know, everything seems fine, but you don't feel fine. And I know that feeling, as I said, oh, I was there once. But you know what? God is a good God. And if you can hold on to him, onto his word, his truth will set you free. You know, when I have gone through that struggle, that depression, that difficult time where you just feel like, oh, what's the point of even getting up in the morning? I want to encourage you, the more I read the Word of God, the, the more you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The Word of God will deliver you and give you hope. Because God is a God of hope. He's not a God of hopelessness. God will not leave us in a place of hopelessness when we call to him. The Holy Spirit is there to guide and help us. And most times we need to change our mindset by identifying the lies that we are believing and replace it with the truth. You know, a powerful tool in overcoming the spirit of heaviness is abiding in Christ spending time in, in His Word, praying, putting praise and worship on. Isaiah 61.3 says, To appoint unto them who mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness. You know, sometimes we need to go for counseling or deliverance, and you know we need to be accountable to people and just to people to help us. You know, God never gives up on us. He will always try and reveal his heart to us. You know, God doesn't want us to be depressed. He doesn't want us to be negative. No matter what we are going through, no matter how tough the situation is, consider it pure joy. God knows the beginning from the end he knows the outcome so long as you're calling on him you know god wants us to be hopeful and expected of good things and most of all he wants to put hope in us and ephesians 1 18 it says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people I just want to end off with this word and and I just feel so strongly on my heart that you know some some someone needs to hear this today. Um maybe one of you have lost a child or someone that is young or a friend or a family member and you're going through a really traumatic time and you are really struggling to get through the day. And um, you don't understand, you know, we question God. Um, you know, God, why? Why is this happening? 
And I've got a scripture that I just want to read to you. And um, and this scripture is in Isaiah 57. And it says here, The righteous perish, and no man thinks in his heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. He shall enter into peace, they shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. And I know there are different versions. This one it says here, Good people pass away, the godly often die before their time, but no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from evil to come. But those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. And you know what, this is such a comforting scripture because we sometimes question God, why did you take this person? He was so young, his whole life was ahead of him. And this scripture in Isaiah 57 says it so beautifully. It says, no one questions why. Sometimes we don't understand. But God takes away the righteous, that those who are in Christ. He takes them away early because he knows of the evil that lies ahead for them. And he knows that in heaven, you know, they will be there with him. So God is protecting them that even sometimes we don't understand why. God is, God's heart is still to protect, is still for our good. And who are we to question God? But to praise him, to praise him and say, thank you, Lord, I don't understand but I know, Lord, that you work all things out for the good of those who love you. So I just want to encourage you. I, I hope maybe one of you, this might mean something to you. And I just want to end off today because we're at the end of the program and I just want to pray for you. So Father God, I just thank you for every listener out there. Lord, everyone that's going through difficult times, hardship, trials, tribulation, persecution, Father, in countries, Lord, where they serve you like China and the East, Father, where there's so much persecution, Father. God, thank you. You work it all out for good. What the devil intends for harm, you will turn it around for your children's good because you're a good father. You are ultimately in control. You have the final say in every situation, every sickness, every disease. You, Father, have the final say. You paid the price, God. Thank you, Lord, that your plans are to prosper, not to harm, but to give hope and a future. And just another word for anybody out there, if you have fallen back, if you have sinned, if you feel like you are so far from God, that you don't want to look him in the eye, you don't want to spend time with him, I just want to tell you that God's arms are wide open. He's saying, come to me, come to me. While you have breath and life in you, my arms are open. I came to save you, not to judge you. Turn back to God, he's there for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for every single person listening to my voice. You know their hearts. You know their needs. You know their desires. 
You know their circumstances. Thank you, Father, that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. Thank you that you'll be with them, that you will help them, that you will guide them. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so much for joining me again. And unfortunately, this is the end of my program. So I'm looking forward to chatting to you again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Willifree. Have a beautiful week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.